PW Hustle Networks present PWR at the Movies. Join the professor, Tommy Wonder, and JB as they discuss the greatest pro wrestling moments in movie history. This holiday, Santa's looking for a little help, and Anna Lynn McCord is gonna find it. Dax Hardwick? Hi. Pitiful. WWE superstar The Miz. There's a great man within you, Dax. Not so fast. And WWE diva Paige go head to head. Heads up. Oops. To become. Dirt trip. Sugar plums. Santa's little helper. May the best elf win. It's never too late to believe in Christmas miracles. Coming to DVD and digital HD. Happy New Year to the PWCites. Happy New Year to the Hami Knights. Happy New Year to the left, the right, the dens, the pubs. Happy New Year to the Humbasites. Happy New Year to the Gazaites. Happy New Year to the Ukraine and Russiaites. Happy New Year to the Magnificent Seven, the Elite Eight, the Naughty Nine, the Terrific Ten, the Essential Eleven, the Tubular Twelve. Happy New Year to Greenpeace. Happy New Year to Gooch. Happy New Year to Josh Floberg. Happy New Year to Phyllis Got Wood. Donnie Day One. Michael Davis. You know who you are. And we're entering. We're trekking into what what is it? Since I've been doing this. This is gonna be 2020 Quattro. We're entering year eight of doing the little podcast that only has 12 fans, give or take. You know. <laughs> And, and I'll be honest, and I'll be transparent. I didn't think we were going to last maybe about, I think for for my vanity's sake, we probably would have done this for maybe three years, and then, you know, I might have just withered away. I'll just, like, slide away on this one. But you know what? There's a headstrong executive producer. His name is Big Ray Hernandez. This show wasn't for me or TW, honestly. This show was a brainchild of, of Big Ray. If people don't know the story, this was during his one wrestling days. He wanted an old school nostalgic podcast for himself, but it was for another brother, another one wrestling brother who is wrestling in heaven right now, the great Bill Skyler. And the professor was going to be a guest on Bill Skyler's One Wrestling Goes Old School. The professor was going to offer his tidbits to Bill Skyler. It was going to be me and him going back and forth with all this stuff. Then it morphed into the Hami Media Group. Then it morphed into me, Ray. Travis and Ryan K. Bowman. Then it morphed into just me host then Ray saying, you know what, I you can do this, Professor. I give you the torch. And I said, fine, I'll do it. You know, I was a little bit hedged. You know, I like to like give my opinions. I'm the greatest analyst. But I didn't think I was gonna host this. Because, you know, I'm not that vain. I'm very vain for all the reflections, but I'm not that vain. But he gave me the torch. And after all these years, it was me. Travis and then TW came in. 
Then it just became me and TW. Then we added me, TW, and JB. And then JB, you know, he forgot to pay his t- kiss my ass bills to Vince McMahon. And now you know where Vince McMahon is. He's not in control anymore. So he's trying to kiss somebody's ass in TKO. That's why he hasn't been on this show for so many, for a couple of years right now. But it has been us two, the double trouble. Me and TW. So, you know, it makes us reflect since we are called the Pro Wrestling Reflection to say this right now. So as we enter 2020 Quattro, you know, we're so close to 200. We're so close. Ha- but sometimes I like to play with, with the with the emotions of the fans. I like to play with the emotions of the 12 like Donnie Day One. He's, he is ready for 200. He's ready for the questionnaires. He is ready to, to give back. But again... I have spotlights. I have movies. I have rivalries. I have what ifs. So I'm obligated to do other stuff, Donnie Day One. But it's okay. We're so, we're so close. You can smell it. Maybe 2020 Cinco, we might get to 200. I don't know. I'm I'm just being funny right now. But anyway, welcome to a 2020 Quattro edition of the Pro Wrestling Reflection. And I hear a dog barking. That must be Maximilian or something. I don't know. Jackson. <laughs> Oh, I heard a dog barking in my ear, but then I heard a dog barking in my ear. So it was like, there's two dogs in the wind. Maybe my dog heard your dog. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> welcome to the PWR podcast here at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. And welcome or welcome. This is the late Christmas gift. And I had to do this all the way in 2020 Quattro because my gift was a movie called The One and Lonely with Henry, Henry Winkler. But my... The gift that TW wants to give to the Reflectionites, to the 12 that rise strong, was a tradition. It just fell in by accident because I did Santa Move with Muscles one year. And then TW just said, we must do a movie with a wrestler in it that is a Christmas theme. So here you go, TW. We are continuing the tradition, even though we're so far into 2020 Quattro. But you know, this is the PWR. We never do anything on time. We never do anything on schedule. But anyway... Welcome to the PWR Podcast. Welcome to PWR at the Movies here at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. I am the oh-so-studious host. I am the oh-so-glamorous host. I am the oh-so-astute host. But most importantly, I am the oh-so-glorious host. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. The only objective man in this podcast streaming platforms. The Professor Chabelbert Cruz. And I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. We are entering another year with, with us doing this at the helms. And I'm so fortunate and I'm so thankful for it. He is the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, dum dum do idiots on the iron stomach one. The Tommy Wonder, how you doing, my friend? Happy New Year to you. I know it's, you know, we're, 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 Diving deep into this, I hope the Christmas. I don't see the Christmas lights, so you they were on. That, they were on. Okay, well, turn them yeah, off. God damn it! I left them on for a week. Forgot they were on. We are in 2020 Quattro for a reason. Everything, everything goes. The Christmas tree goes. The lights go. Everything goes. But anyway, happy to, New Year to you, to Jackson, to the to the girls, and to your family. Happy New Year to you. And uh, am I to be understanding that you have a dog and his name is Maximilian? Is that what you're telling me? No. Uh, well, you know what? When you have like thin walls, you can hear dogs barking. And I know uh-huh. the name of the dog. I heard Maximilian. Oh. 
I so you had a dog. I was like, I didn't know this. But two things in that big, long history of our show. I don't think you mentioned Billy Ray being on it. It was one time it was me, you, Billy Ray, and I want to well, say Travis. Well, when we have like a special guest, yeah, they, they are part of it. They're, they're part of it. But I want well, to give hosting. you a break. Remember, he took over for, for Big, Ray, Big Ray for a minute. And then you. Oh, when, when he when he had his the when Big Ray had his uh ailments, if you will, yes, he did yep. take over a couple of of, of uh, PWR episodes during the history. And the so Gooch I, was on here a few times, and and then you did it twice when by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you might have had people join in with you when I had pneumonia and I was out for like a summer, and then when I had my car accident, I was out for a while. I don't remember how long I missed for that. But that's because it's head injury. But uh, but yeah, man, the little engine that could—that's about it. That is absolutely it. Yes, it is. You know, we are the little podcast that could, and maybe again, maybe because Big Ray is headstrong, this was his brainchild. So he will not let it die. He will not let us quit. <laughs> he will not let it go out the pasture. But again, I must give homage since you know it is the new year, and you know sometimes you got to reflect on these things, reflection night. So you know it was apropos to do this, but. Since we are knee deep into 2020 Quattro TW, again, this is a late Christmas tradition, but it is a tradition nonetheless. So, you know, for a quick episode reflection, that's because we're not going to be long winded on this one, but we are going to go back to 2015, where I found a Christmas movie starring the awesome one, The Miz, also starring, co starring. Soraya, aka Paige, and this one is called Santa's Little Helper. This was produced by WWE Studios. This was produced by New Line Cinema. And before we get into the uh, Christmas part of the, you know, the Christmas aspect of the movies, TW, I just wanted to say this here because it's funny with all the PWR at the movies we do. You know, we have to. We, we again, this is a this is an episode of reflection. So we must reflect on all the movies we have done so far. I already got requests from, we already got requests from Big Ray, and I already got a request from Christopher Paul Proust Wimbledon. They already talk about movies we should already be doing in 2024. I already got the Roddy Roddy Piper movie in the in the backbones, you know, where the frog comes to Helltown or whatever the case may be. What are you looking at me in like In the that? backbone? So somebody slitting your DMs in your backbone again? That's you. You see, see how sexual you're already. It's already 2020 quattro reflection, and he's already talking about DMs. I didn't say nothing. I was trying to do this is my New Year's resolution. It was not about the DMs. It was about the people. But anyway, neither here nor there. But we must reflect TW just for a little bit, and then we'll get into our thing. It's like this concept of PWR at the movies. I think for you and I, this is kind of like our favorite to a degree because of the bad movies we find. Of the bad movies that these wrestlers actually signed up to do, you know, besides maybe They Live, which is probably one of the best movies to have a wrestler in it. And again, we just did one with Henry Winkler. And you know what? I'm not going to say it's untapped potential, but at least for the premise and for the times, it was actually a very decent movie. So I can't think I can't count on my hand how many good wrestling movies we had. I can count on uh, how many movies that we had that it was fun just to watch, that it was fun just to laugh at it. That was, you know, Ready to Rumble was something fun to watch and laugh at it. No, I saw that movie theater. 
No Holds Barred is something fun to laugh at, but again, it's enjoyable. So what say you, TW, about the concept of PWR at the movies for you, for your experience? For me, I like, my favorite part of it is, like, to be honest with you, the ones we've done where we've already seen them is, other than occasionally, like, man, I forgot all about this movie and, and I liked it and I, it was fun to see it again. Mm-hmm. I like when we find movies that neither one of us ever even heard of because someone else sent it to us and it ends up being just god awful or shockingly not that bad. Mm-hmm. But this one here, yikes. <laughs> it's, wow. We'll get into this in a second, uh, TW. But I just wanted to say again, as we reflect, since we are in 2020, Quattro is something just to, to at least share because I'm so transparent with the reflection that's out there. But Again, we are going to do Santa's Little Helper. This is the, the Christmas tradition, but we're so late into 2020, Quattro. I just want to get it out of the way. So either, TW, I'm either very late for 2023 Christmas or very, very early for 2020, Quattro Christmas. So take your pick, Reflection Nights. And there's either a way. leap year day, so let's get, you're even earlier. You're one day even earlier than that if it's early. There, there you go. But we are going to do this again, TW. We're going to do Santa's Little Helper from 2015, starring The Miz and what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> you try to get see again the the production of the PWR podcast. No matter eight years strong, it's still piss poor. But anyway, I knew what you were trying to do, trying to get some Christmas theme music going with this. But anyway, the Miz is in this movie. Soraya, aka Paige, is in this movie. So you know, before we even talk about the concept of this Christmas movie, which we already know what it is. We got must talk about the business. We must talk about at least these two wrestlers because it's kind of funny to see this because for at least Paige TW, this is before the sex scandal. Oh, it is? Yes, this is, I think, a year or a year and a half before the sex stuff actually got released. And you can tell from uh, Soraya's facial uh, features, if you read Reflection Nights on this one, this is before the plastic surgery. This is before the boob job. So she looks so it, it, it almost felt like this movie came out in 2015, TW, but it felt like that Soraya wasn't maybe 23, 24 years old. She looked like she was 13, 14. It looked like right. it was illegal for what she was wearing as a as a little elf. So I'd say about the maturation of Soraya, aka Paige, from this point on to what you see now. It's funny you say that because I was looking at it the whole time and I kept thinking she looked different. Like I didn't like I guess she looked homely. I don't know if that's the word, but she looked homely Ho- and home homely is all natural, basically. You yeah, say. like yeah. She didn't she didn't like now she looks like sculpted, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. pointy. She like she she literally looks more like an elf now than she did here. Oh that's here wow. like that's foul, though. No, I mean she's got a pointy nose and a pointy chin and and you know pointy ears in the movie. But she, I I can I'm gonna say this first off. Mm-hmm. Um, a I can see why she hasn't been in any other movies that I know about because her acting is god awful. Mm-hmm. B I can't believe the Miz has been in more than one movie. His this movie the entire time, especially if he tries going on any kind of like monologue. It's like right. it, it reminds me of the cricket commercials where him and Drew McIntyre are playing with the wrestling figures. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break you in half. That's what he sounds, which is almost like early Hogan, like no holds barred Hogan. And it's like 
I was so stunned to see WWE Studios at the end of it. Like, I'm like, there's no way. Like, this was straight up Big Ray, Billy Ray, you, me, and JB ponied up money and funded this movie. That's how low budget this movie is. And, and uh, like, it's so low budget that their big gimmick is to have it snow in California seven times. <laughs> and then, like, uh-huh. some of them are three times in a row in the same scene, and everyone looks up in wonderment and bewilderment, like... How did you do that? Even though you just did it, and you just did it before that too. But it's it's just oh, it, the writing is terrible. The the oh, it's, it's not good, dude. It's not good. We'll try to we'll try to salvage this reflection as, as best as we can. Maybe I'll 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 get one of the twelve to be like, you know what, Professor TW, you know I watched this. I bought it. I, I bought, bought it. Five dollars. Again. He doesn't reflection. He doesn't learn. I try to tell him that there's ways to get this for free, but I have to teach him again. I tried those ways. It didn't work. I will teach you. I reteach you again. It's 2020 Quattro. You know, my resolution is to make you watch free shit more instead of renting the shit. So I feel guilty for you to to buy it. But anyway. Oh, you said it was my idea. So if it was my idea, it's not me. It's all me. It's not your fault. Well, I try to save you money because you're going to be spending your money on the cruises and your butt orgies. But anyway, neither here nor there. But we must talk about. But we must talk about the other wrestler, the starring wrestler of this movie, Ms. Mike Mazanin, respectfully T.W. And again, we know why Vince McMahon. I would say this. I'm not going to say loves Ms. But Ms. But not Ms. But Vince McMahon, for when he was in power, can entrust Ms. On any task that he gives him. WWE Studios was not created for the Miz. I'm not saying that, TW. But right, right, right. <laughs> if Vince needed Miz to make a television appearance for Good Morning America, Miz will do it. He'll do it at the drop of a hat. If Miz, if Vince McMahon wants Miz to go to Dodger Stadium and throw out the first pitch, what's Miz going to do? No problem, boss. I'm going to do it. So when WWE Studios came, we know that Vince McMahon wanted to control the narrative and have his a-list star like John Cena to make movies for him. But of course that doesn't work because again, there's a stigma with WWE Studios. There's a stigma with just being under the wrestling bubble of Vince McMahon trying to control that narrative, which he can't do. But, you know, again, it is what it is. But he can always depend on The Miz. And why did he, does he depend on The Miz? Marine 2 through 6. No, wait, not 2. Marine 3 through 6. And then you got this movie, and then I there's a couple of other movies I can't think of off the top of my head, but any WWE Studios movie that was done, Miz is first in line to raise his hand because again, it's a payday no matter what. And he gets a you know, he works smart, not hard reflectionized. You know, people always have this thing about Miz, like he doesn't wrestle like Daniel Bryan. Well, he's been wrestling for 20 years, and he doesn't have those injuries that the Ring of Honor wrestlers have. He doesn't have those injuries that New Japan wrestlers have. And this is not a knock on them. It's just that Miz has been a smart guy. So if TW, if Miz is going to be given maybe a month off to shoot a film like Santa's Little Helper and get paid and doesn't have to take a bump, has stunt, act, stunt actors to do his dirty work, I do it too. So what do you about the Miz being so smart, working smart yeah, and not hard? There's a reason, like, it's, it's funny because we talk about Cena and how he had his run. Miz mm-hmm. has quietly been there the whole time and never, never goes away other than to film something and always comes back. 
the very least is hosting a pay-per-view or something, does his talk show. Um, he's always he's always there. I thought I thought Dolph Ziggler did a Marine. I know Randy Orton did the second one, I think. And no, then Dolph Ziggler did the countdown, which we did. Right, but I thought he did either uh, if he didn't do um, a Marine, he did twelve rounds because Ambrose also did a twelve rounds. We don't get we don't have to get logistical of the franchise, but you get where I'm saying this. He he's no, I know, I, but, but I didn't know that the Miz did four of them or at least three or four, and that's insane to me because now I want to go watch it. I don't really want to, but I want to see if his acting is as bad there as it is. Like it's not, it's it's kind of weird. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's not good. Like he yeah. doesn't look like he's acting. He just doesn't. It doesn't look like it's real. If that makes any sense at all, probably doesn't. But mm-hmm. um, it looks like he's doing a wrestling promo. Is what it looks like. Like he's always he's doing that same pose when he talks, mm-hmm. and then and then if he goes crazy, blah, blah, he does the same stuff. It's just you felt like. So I always say this: whenever I see a Tom Cruise movie. I see Tom Cruise saving the world. I don't care what his name is in the movie. It's Tom Cruise saving the world. And I mean that as a compliment. Whenever I see Johnny Depp in a movie, I see whatever character he's supposed to be. I don't see Johnny Depp. I see Edward Scissorhands. I see Jack Sparrow. I see whoever. Miz, I see a wrestler. No matter what it is, I see a wrestler on my screen. Like, And it doesn't matter what he's doing. And it's all, You know what it almost felt like? A documentary. It almost felt like it was... You, they were really following the Miz around, like mm-hmm. showing the kids how to do this, showing the old people how to do this. It felt like that, not like I was watching a character. Not a documentary, a mockumentary. That's the word you were trying to. Final tap. So with that being said, Reflection Acts, we're going to talk about this movie, Santa's Little Helper. Again, this came out in November 2015 for the Christmas season, and this was straight to video TW. So, you know, for logistical purposes, I don't know how much money it made from rentals. I I doubt it made any kind of uh, headway because I didn't rent this on Blu-ray. I didn't want to, so I watched this for free. And you rented it, so you you put you put your heart. No, I bought it. You bought I it. Bought it. How much? It was rent for three dollars or buy for five, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. And the reason I bought it, okay, is because of what happened. You probably can't tell right now, but I'm sick as hell. And yesterday I fell asleep watching it. Today I fell asleep watching. It. I had to keep waking up and rewinding it. It's because I'm sick, and it's like I'm just I'm on Dayquil, and when I'm done doing this, I'm gonna be on Nightquil, and it's gonna be the next day is what it's gonna be when I'm done mm-hmm. doing this. And so I knew if I rented it, I ran the risk of missing oh. the window of watching it, and I would have had to rent it again, which would have cost me more money than just buying it. So Smart that's man. why I did. Smart man. I thought I was I was gonna say that this movie was your Dayquil or your Nightquil, so it could help you fall asleep faster and more comfortably but neither here nor there so let's talk about the plot of this christmas movie tw and i want to say this tw for the standpoint of this movie it had mary it had many i said mary but it had many parallels i mean if you really looked at this tw hone in on this follow me here i mean this movie is christmas carol because of the ebenezer scrooge type of homage that it had this movie had uh, the Avengers multiverse because of you know time traveling you could say and all this stuff. This movie also had what was the other movie I could think of right now? But it had so many variables that it it paid homage to a TW. It it didn't feel original. It just felt like it was a basic Christmas movie. It was a coming of 
It was a coming of age movie for The Miz, who plays a corporate raider. Reflectionize. And what does a corporate raider do? He repossesses uh, property. If you don't pay your rent, you know, he he felt like, you know, well, he did his job to a degree, but he wasn't popular, TW. This was not a popular corporate raider. He had no emotions. He had no uh, empathy for the youth center, which had a backstory to it. So, TW, what say you about Miz playing this corporate raider? And basically, he was Ebenezer Scrooge. He was the, you know, 30-year-old hot Ebenezer Scrooge, if you will. No homo. It was weird. It was weird what his job was because it, it felt like he was the muscle, not necessarily like this is the very first problem with the movie is what he's doing is he's the deliverer of bad news. He's like a courier almost mm-hmm. like and then he goes back and everyone's like, man, that's what I love about you because he told them how he did it and how he was just shitty to people. And it made you feel like there cannot really be a place in the world like this like like people like that's california, why california it's california so it is real that's not, that's that's a real job that's no, real but people i'm saying like i'm not saying the job i'm saying oh. where you come back after being a dick to someone you get praised for it, is what i'm saying and mm-hmm. definitely not in california california probably get yelled at why'd you do that but if you didn't do it you would got fired but why'd you do that that's what would happen in california but uh it's just it's weird and then and, you know, if we want to go forward, as soon as he does the thing to them, he, he has happened to him what he just did to them. And they're shitty mm-hmm. to him and escort him out. And it's like this guy had no other fallback it, job or lineup or whatever. It, it, it's funny with the parallels, like you say, because, again, in the span reflection, as you got if you're not watching this movie, we're going to try to explain it with to you as best as we can. It felt like in a span of an hour where he was. At the highest of highs, telling this youth center, you if you can't pay the rent, we're going to bulldoze you out of existence. He felt happy. He had his Lamborghini. He had his hilltop house. He had the model girlfriend or the model hoochie or rat, whatever you want to call it. Everything was A-OK for him. But then an hour later, he goes back to his office where the boss... Who, like you said, TW, because Miz is more of the messenger, not the leader. He's not the manager. He's not the president. So he's just doing what he's told. The his boss tells him you're fired, and then his face changes within an hour, saying, "But it's Christmas." Everything right. it was it was supposed to be karma, which you know you get with the character that the Miz is playing, where you have no empathy, you have no sympathy, you actually are cheering that he's getting his comeuppance. That's, right. you know, it's karma, bitch, and all that stuff. But again, T.W., you're right. My favorite line, my favorite line of the whole movie was in that scene where mm-hmm. he said, it's almost Christmas. And then his boss goes, man, that night, that line never works. Have some dignity. And I was like, <laughs> that was, that was the nugget of the whole movie of how, it, and then there's later on in the movie, there's another recurring line that, that he gets to say to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But. But that that yeah, one hour he's on top of the world and then he's on the bottom. But that was my point: is once he's fired, he loses everything, mm-hmm. and they take the car back. But you think it's a repo, but it's because of it's the it's company the, car. It's the company car, yeah. Which means they wouldn't have let him drive it off the lot. He would have had to Uber home. And then how the mm-hmm. hell is he already so far behind on his house that the dude's knocking on his door while they're taking the car? 
Absolutely. See, again, like you always talk about the questioning of the writing. Like it, it, now, reflection, I understand this. He gets fired, and in a span of an, uh, another hour, he loses the company car, but that's fine. I can actually believe that. But then, for some reason, he hasn't paid any of his bills. He hasn't paid anything of his mortgage. You know, he's already back. You know, he's lit. He's a Gen Zer, if you want to put it. You know how Gen Zers, TW, they live above their means, but they don't have no money? He was living like a millionaire, but he was making probably uh, $50,000 a year. So that, that's, the, that's the reality of that. That's Again, what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, he loses his, you know, he he loses his ring rat girlfriend who was just in it for the money. He was in it, she was in it for the house and all that, and in it for the car. And like you said, the repo man came for the car, and another, and the mortgage claimer came to his house almost instantaneously, saying, "You are you owe back rent and all that stuff." But neither here. And then gives him a lecture about living above his means, like he's happy about it too. Yeah. I, one little tweak would have made it better, is if the house was also a company house. Like a oh, perk of the job. Oh, that would that would you're fired, so you get rid of the house and the car, and that would make more sense to me. But to to, to make it like he's on top of the world, and then he's oh by the way hasn't paid his bills. Uh, absolutely, that actually makes more sense the way you say it, because if everything was company owned that he was living by them, I actually would have understood it 100 to get out of the house. You know, the girlfriend leaves and all that stuff. But again, there's no logic in a Vince McMahon WWE Studios movie. He just goes with what he sees. But anyway, yeah, fact checkers. Absolutely. But anyway, <laughs> while this is ha- while Miz is uh well actually he's I forgot his full name. I know his first name is Dax. Dash Dax Samuel or I don't know. It, Cena. It's like No, no, no. I don't I know his first name is Dax, D A X. But his nickname is Dax. Was, it was on the baseball jersey on the wall. Okay, but but his nickname is Dax the Axe because again he was the corporate raider for Dax the Axe. Yes, that was another stupid line. But anyway, neither here nor there. But while his life was crumbling down, Reflectionites, all the way at the North Pole, there was change. It was almost the North Pole. TW was Google. The North Pole was Amazon. No, it was Amazon. That's what it was. It was an Amazon where it was the ultimate. It was in Seattle. It was the ultimate. It was the ultimate Amazon warehouse, and Santa Claus was in a quandary himself because his second-in-command, and I don't remember his name, but he, he was second-in-command of the Ho-Ho-Ho division. Paige's dad. And was Paige's dad, who was the elf. She was Eleanor the elf, but he was leaving his position for another position, and Santa needed to replace this particular second-in-command. Paige T.W. was a was actually Henry Winkler. She was narcissistic, eagle maniacal. She felt like another Gen Zer. She was in the, she was entitled to this position. That's what you know. Again, another character where you feel no sympathy. You feel like you want to slap the shit out of her. So what say you about Paige? Because again, for a Christmas movie that you're supposed to feel old joy inside, you feel angry about Dax the Axe, and of course you feel anger towards Eleanor the Elf. And and they do the pro wrestling turn. You're supposed to just forgive Dax right away because now he's down and out in Beverly Hills and he's he's doing his best to get this job that he doesn't even know what it is. And then you mm-hmm. have her and you have the North Pole. There's another little cheesy line where the chick, uh, Billy, Billy Jean, um, thinks that Mrs. Claus thinks that she's trying to take Santa from her. She's like, mm-hmm. no, no, about the job. And she's like, and 
And she goes, oh, thanks, Mrs. Claus. And she goes, don't call me that. Call me. Well, Mrs. Claus, which was a joke that nobody knows what Mrs. Claus' name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this place is a happy place with else. It's like it's like Fred Claus. Everyone there is happy. Why in the world would Paige even exist? She would have been excommunicated a long time ago with that attitude. She would have never, ever been allowed to be there. But, but, this, but wait, wait, we'll me, no, wait, hold, before, hold your thought. But with the, the, the way, the, the makeup of North Pole. Oh, this is another movie that I think it took from. She's a South took, Pole elf. Well, either way, but it took from Elf. It took from Will Ferrell's Elf because, again, because they, they talked about normies, like, coinciding with the elves. So Billy, because she was she was different because she didn't have the pointed ear. She wasn't a full-blown elf. You know, her, her dad small. elf, her dad elf was fucking some, some normie. So, you know, that's why she became an offspring. So I just wanted to say that. Go ahead, TW. Yeah, and she was tall, and she was round ears. Roundy, they yeah. called her. But, uh, yeah. But but Paige is just she's so mean you would think that she wouldn't be there. However, Santa's got a soft spot because that's the whole reason the Miz is the one that he's trying to prep for this job, which ends up being kind of a swerve. But mm-hmm. Eleanor must be someone that Santa also has an affinity for because he's watched her grow up because it was his partner's his right hand man's kid. Mm-hmm. And uh Santa just can't be mean. He can't be mean. He's nice to everybody. Well, it, Santa's got to go get with the times, TW. That's what it is. Santa, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't matter about a naughty and nice list. You know, if, if somebody is acting like a dick, Santa needs to kick him to the curb. But anyway, neither here nor there. But you said another name in this uh, quandary, TW, and that's Billy, played by Anna Lynn McCord. And she is tasked, she is given the assignment by Santa himself. To go and find Dax the Axe and tell him about this proposition. Now, this proposition, TW, had some conditions because she could not outright tell tell Dax the Axe, a.k.a. The Miz, that this was a position for the North Pole. This was a position to be number two under Santa Claus because Dax the Axe was, you know, again... He couldn't find a job, TW, again. He he tried his LinkedIn page. It didn't work. He tried his Indeed page. It didn't work. The he other tried, firms. He, he tried other firms, and he was excommunicated. He was already blacklisted with another span of two hours. He was already blacklisted. He had no money and no nothing. But anyway, neither here nor there. That's just logistical purposes of nitpicking that I like to do. But anyway, Billy comes to his door, and Dax the Axe is trying to find out what this place what this job entails and where it's located. He thought it was Amazon. He thought it was Facebook. He thought it was uh, Virgin Atlantic with Rich, Richard Branson. He thought he was going to work for Donald Trump again. He, he had all these names, but she stayed true to herself. She stayed true to Santa, did not reveal the full terms of the job uh, position itself. But, TW, it came with conditions, and she, he was tasked to do three uh, challenges, if you will, like a uh, real, real world road rules challenges reflectionized. So he, he must <laughs> test, imitating art. He must test his compassion. It was a test for his compassion. It was a test for his empathy. It was a test to see if he can con- convince people to turn the other cheek, if you will. So the first test that they went to, TW, was a local dive bar. And in this bar actually was the Mrs. Wife. Uh, Maurice. Oh, um, was it? I forgot her name. Fucking shit. Maurice. Yeah, it was Maurice. Maurice Mizanin. 
So she Ms. made it. Ms. and Mrs. was at this bar, T.W., and his job was to tell the biker that he crashed the motorcycle and he must uh, atone for his sins, but also convince the, the bikers to come outside and work out a peace treaty. And, a, and a, all hell you know, goes, goes loose in this bar. What's the ATW? It turns into a wrestling match with a yes. with, with the fucking side of Three Stooges where he yes, takes no bumps. Break, don't make me do this. And then hits the guy with a pool stick on the shoulder. If I swing a pool stick, Professor, hopefully it's not at you. Mm-hmm. But if I swing it, it's swinging like a bat, and it's going left to right, and it's going through your fucking head, not your shoulder, up and down like a tomahawk. It's just this- it's hokey. And here's a side note. Once I saw Maurice in there, mm-hmm. there was a couple different times where they looked like they were going to try to make it look like the Miz was going to kiss that chick, and they mm-hmm. didn't. And I thought, oh, he's definitely not kissing this girl because his wife is on the set, and I was wrong. That was absolutely wrong, and they absolutely did kiss eventually. Not that that's a plot point giveaway, because it makes no fucking sense, and it was not any kind of way, shape, or form. I mean, mm-hmm. it was blatant, is what I mean. It wasn't like, oh, look at this. But here's mm-hmm. a fun fact. Okay. I was watching a movie last week, and that chick was in it. Mm-hmm. And it this movie is actually better than the movie that I saw her in before. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you the name of it because I know you're going to go watch it. And what it is, is she has a boyfriend and she thinks he's going to propose to her. The boyfriend's Billy Zane, who was in The Mummy with The Rock. Or, okay. You know. Anyway. Uh, is, is that the movie? No. that's oh, the, okay. the movie she's in is that. Mm-hmm. And her best friend is banging him and she finds out. So she lures her to the cabin and she ends up torturing her boyfriend and and best friend because they were cheating on her oh okay scorn it's called scorn and it came out two years before this movie and it is brutal and i think is she the girl from oh transporter 2 is she the chick from the 90210 reboot i never watched the 90210 reboot to be you know that was that's sacrilegious. We we never watched those if you're a real 90210 fan it wasn't uh, a reboot it was their kids so it was like a continuation of it it was still garbage, but yeah, it was. But if she was in it, I didn't watch it. But anyway, neither here nor there. But this bar scene, yeah, you're right, TW, that the Miz kind of like honed in on his marine training, if you will, from those movies. But he didn't put she no was, off. She was on 114 episodes of 90210. Good for her. Had that. Good, good for her. But I don't really care. But because again, <laughs> that 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 show, just like Halloween Havoc, uh, Hogan Warrior Two doesn't exist to you. 90210 reboot doesn't exist to the professor. That just never existed. That's an alternate universe. But anyway, neither here nor there. Let's just put a bow on this. Again, the Mish took did not punch no bikers. Did not do any. He just did a lot of uh he did a lot of matrix moves. He just moved from getting punched. He moved from getting hit by the pool stick, but somebody did punch him. And if you want to, you know, let the cat out of the bag, TW, who punched the Miz at the end of the bar scene? Maurice. There you go. See, punched him right in the face. Out of, and then out of, out of all the peas, out of all the Hell's Angel bikers, it was Maurice, the bartender, that punched the Miz right smack in the face. But while the Miz thought he was going to get ass raped by the Hell's Angels, Billy <laughs> used her uh, magical uh, crystal, if you will, reflection ice, to get the Miz out of harm's way. So. Technically, the Miz passed the first test with flying colors, and the Miz had no recollection of how he got home 
and how his ass did not feel like tight. But neither here nor there. But he must do a second challenge. And this was to, I guess you could say an analogy-wise reflection ice was to see how he can handle and adapt to pressures with uh, gr- disgruntled people. So he was tasked to be a monkey. I don't know. I guess you could say Curious George at a birthday party, TW, for ten for ten year old kids. He must entertain a, a a crop of ten year old kids. And again, it's to show his empathy. It's to show his emotions and to show that he can think quickly on his feet. He actually did a piss poor job because he not he did not want to be in the monkey suit. But that ten year old was another. This is the third character. We hated Dax the Axe, we hated Eleanor the Elf, and we hated the birthday boy, the 10-year-old birthday boy, because I the wanted king, to punch the prince. The, the prince. I wanted to punch the prince in his face too. So when the Miz put the put the prince's face in cake, he deserved it. And I was pu- applauding it. But again, the Miz was also was about to fail this task until he adapted quickly and said food fight and then got the kids on his side. So let's say TW about test number two and his quick thinking with these kids. This is where I first began to fall asleep. And I probably <laughs> watched that kid's face get put in the cake about five times because I had to keep rewinding it to something I remembered when I woke up. I only slept for a couple seconds, so mm-hmm. but it, it felt like a long time. Uh, again, this is this movie is Dayquil. This movie is Dayquil for all the people who are sick with the cold. You know, the winter flu is there. So, with this, but we get an Easter egg here, TW, because again, we understand Dax why he his. I guess you could say he closes his emotions. He doesn't let people in because something happened to the Miz when he was a kid, and we'll get into this after we talk about the third task. Which technically the Miz did not know it was a task. He was to help somebody right. in need, but the, he did not know where it was. Reflectionized, but he heard somebody getting mugged in an in an alley. So he attended to the person, and the person said that you know he lost his money, but he lost a family heirloom, a precious ring that he wanted to give to his grandson or whatever the case may be. So the Miz himself. Went after the robbers, and again, he, I guess he was trying to show uh, the the marine part of himself, him being the badass. And of course, he got the ring back, but it showed by talking. Him, by talking, yes, like you said, it was the rust. He cut the wrestler promo, but it showed it showed how Santa was right about the Miz's character. That there was something, you know, if you op- if you peel the layers like an onion, TW, that there was some good in him. What's the ETW about the, the third task that actually got him the position to apply for this job as to be second in command in the North Pole? It's hokey shit. First of all, the <laughs> youngest, smallest, pussiest one of them all is the one that bumps him when he comes around the corner. That wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Miz would have ended him right, right there if it was real. Two... Mm-hmm. They just mugged this guy who's laying in the alley, and all they did was round the corner, and they stood out, and they did like on wrestling with the foreign object, where they hold the foreign object up so the audience can see him putting it on their hand before they hit mm-hmm. the guy with it. They're doing that with the wallet as they share the money in there. That's second bullshit. Third, Miz comes around the corner and says, keep the wallet. Just give me the ring back. First of all, if you're going to take anything back, take everything back. Why would you let him keep the wallet? 
I, I don't know. And at the very least, keep the money. Give him the guy his ID back. Give him the wallet back with the ring. It was it was dumb. And he said, not my problem. And he was going to get back in the car. And he had his second win. And then, oh, I got to get this ring back. And then he lied to Santa, because that's who it was, and told him, I found it on the curb over there. Like, he didn't go. So if you're looking for virtue, and you know he just took it back from those kids, mm-hmm. why are you applauding him for lying to you and saying he just found it on the ground? You know, again, logic goes out the window with this movie. There's a lot of nitpicking here, Reflection Eyes. We already addressed it. Two hours, you know, two hours in, in somebody's life, he had the ups and downs, and then his world crashed before his eyes. That's stupid, and that's really, that doesn't exist. It at least takes a couple of days, maybe a week. was Happy Corbin and Bum Corbin. That's, that's what this is. This is a movie version of Baron Corbin. Absolutely. So... Santa in, interjects into the test himself, reflectionites, and he was technically he was right all along. He knew there was something good about the Miz, but during this, we learned that the Miz why he closes emotions, why he doesn't trust people, and we learned that the center that he was corporate rating, if you will, reflectionites, was the same place that he went to because he came from a broken home. This this youth center was a place for opportunity, TW. He could be an actor. He can use his imagination and all that. And he wanted to be an astronaut. But somebody in that youth center was embezzling, if you will. And it turned out to be one of the, uh, the was the treasurer. But the treasurer framed the Miz because he came from a broken home. So we, you know, that backdrop, again, we, you can understand why there's a hard shell for the character of Dax the Axe, T.W. What say you about learning that Easter egg about, you know, what was going on in his young, youngum days? And, like, it, it's, it, they should, they, the guy makes a reference to him being the poorest kid at that place. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a homeless shelter. It was a, it, it was where kids went to stay off the streets. And because right. he said his parents went around a lot. But they, the guy called him the poorest kid at, the youth center, like meaning he was like, like he knows, like he knows his credit score. It doesn't make no sense. Right. It, it's so stupid. <laughs> and it, also, it but it would explain mm-hmm. why, like you said earlier, why at fifty grand a year he was living like he made a million a year because he had nothing, and once he got something, he couldn't handle it. And you know, there's mm-hmm. an old saying: if you JBL actually said this, if you give all the poor people all the rich people's money, the rich people will have it back within a year because there's a reason they had it in the first place and the other ones didn't. And I am proof positive. I wouldn't say I'm poor, but I'm Mm -hmm. definitely middle class, probably lower middle class. And anytime I've gotten a lot of money, it doesn't take long for it to go. Not because I spend frivolously. It's because I either use it to get out of debt or, you know, like things that I have that need to be paid off. And then, of course, I treat myself to something because what's the point otherwise? Mm-hmm. And then you're right back to where you were. And it's because I would say, I would hope, I don't love money. So I don't care if I have it. Does that make sense? Whereas yeah. rich people live to be rich. And that's mm-hmm. why. So The Miz, having grown up with nothing in this movie, Dax. Dax having yeah. grown up with nothing. He's not hanging on to nothing. He's spending it all because he wants to live that life because he never got to as a kid. Yeah. With that being said, reflection again, Santa 
Nalf comes out and tells him that this job is at the North Pole. And of course, the Miz, a.k.a. Dax the Axe, formally accepts to apply for the job as the number two behind Santa Claus. So they travel to the North Pole. This is this is where it becomes the uh, Avengers multiverse, where he's traveling because of that uh, that that chain around Billy's neck. And again, like T.W. said that the Miz and Billy are starting to like be attracted to each other. So an elf and a normie are, you know, can, can crossbreed. But again, that's for the X-rated version of this movie, which we did not review. But neither here nor there. But now we're at the North Pole, TW, and now we have somebody, we have an antagonist now. That Dax the Axe is about to become number two uh, behind Santa Claus, but somebody objects to that, and that is Eleanor the Elf, who found some kind of a decree in the bylaws of the North Pole Corporation, TW, and she challenges Miz to... Again, a real world road rules challenge. Body games. Yes, it, it well, it turned into the yes, that's the next movie. It turned into the Hunger Games, if you will, Reflectionites. Now they must <laughs> go on a cross. It, it's now a race to see who is going to become number two behind Santa. This is where it got ridiculous, TW. Again, you, you know. I can understand if you're going to do Christmas competition, right, T.W.? I can understand if you're going to go to the kitchen and Mrs. Claus says, whoever bakes the, the most Christmas cookies or something like that, who delivers the most presents to kids or something like that. But it was just a real world Hunger Games challenge, T.W. Like you said, there's some, there's nuances, there's nitpicking that I must address here to the 12 that ride strong about how ridiculous that is for this this is a Christmas movie. Have a Christmas-themed competition. What say you, TW, about this? It's probably the quickest, weakest, most dangerous competition ever without a safety net. And mm -hmm. I was let down when they talked about how she's undefeated and her dad has run it for 80 years. A, we didn't get mm -hmm. to see her damn dad. And yeah. B, it's it, it felt like they just went from the same tree to the other tree three different ways no that was a cgi tree so it was just it was just one green screen and it was just one right. tree that just kept moving for for it but with that being said reflectionites this was a competition this was like i said a hunger games real world road rules competition and Paige, aka eleanor the elf <laughs> wins by cheating you know she, you know dax almost won the the competition but she she wins by cheating. She wins by doing the Eddie Guerrero lying, cheating, and stealing. So it is it is again wrestling oriented TW because we pay homage to Eddie Guerrero. But again, with Eddie Guerrero lying, cheating, and stealing, we cheer, we revere it. With her cheating, we were pissed again at Eleanor the Elf. But <laughs> with the lost reflectionites, we get to see a little humility with Dax the Axe. He, you know, all he cared about after the loss was making sure that Billy, the pussy that he hasn't had yet, was going to have, <laughs> was going to still be at the same job and not be fucked over by Eleanor the Elf, who was going to, who was unofficially number two in command. But Dax had other, uh, let's say, issues that he wanted resolved. So with that being said, uh, Reflectionites, the main event plot of the scene, TW, 
is that he takes the chain that Billy had and put it in her in her uh, toy chest, if you will, in her well, not her titties, but in her chest, in her box, in her. That sounds sexual too. But anyway, he did take it out of her box, but not in a sexual way. But he takes the the chain and goes back to the youth center and kind of writes some wrongs. T.W. So what say you about the the closing? I guess you could say the uh, the redeeming big quality finish. of Dax, the big finish, if you will, of Dax the X. Well, this is this is when the movie gets even more far fetched because a this girl. The opening scene where she's in her little Richard Simmons gear getting Santa into shape, which obviously she's not very good at because Santa's still a tub of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you can tell she wants this job. And then when he goes, I've got my eye on a fella, you can see the disappointment in her eyes. Then she mm-hmm. never, ever looks like she wants the job again. She goes from zero to 60 with thinking, why a normie to, I hope you take the job. And mm-hmm. now, words of belief. I, I I just rewrote it in my head. What would have made it so much better? Okay. When he says there at the end, are you still mad at me for taking your box? And she goes, why would I be? You did good with it. She should have said, I left it there so you would. Because why would she just leave it on the table? And mm-hmm. if she did just leave it on the table accidentally, then she's not qualified for this job either. Because she can't even be entrusted with the magic belt. Otherwise, what if Eleanor would have got the belt? Which apparently she had her own way to go to the earth because she was in there hiding in the tree like the Wizard of Oz witch on a broom. Well, well, she took advantage of the uh, the transportation elf because you yeah. know she flashed her n- normal shade for some reason, probably because they had to do a recap, a reshoot, and they had to explain why he didn't have the damn beard. Absolutely. But, um, and then had it again in the end for some reason. But uh, but yeah, so he 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 takes it, takes himself back like he knows what he's doing with it. Like, oh, I just jiggle the bell. Um, gets himself a car that's a stick that he doesn't know how to drive and tries three times, and then that must be the magic but, touch. But, but that's the comedy. You can drive. But isn't that the comedy? That's the comedy actually. That's the Vince. That's Vince McMahon logic right there. That's what amuses Vince that he thought it was funny. It was funny that I made it this far into the movie. <laughs> and then we're supposed to believe mm-hmm. that him going down there and just saying, stop, worked. And then he, you know, he stands on the bulldozer where the guy already crushed a garbage can that he threw at him. Stands on the bulldozer and goes, the center is ours. It will always be ours. Like he was pointing at the WrestleMania sign. And mm-hmm. that's how the movie ends. You're, what? So, hey, let's not forget that he uses the 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 chain to bring the the treasure oh, yeah, from yeah, his yeah, Hawaiian yeah. vacation. The, the original heel. The guy that turned him heel in the first place. Right. Kevin Sullivan. And then says that uh whatchamacallit, he that he's the one that stole money, and then the, the black chick said uh co-signs what the Miz says and automatically gets arrested with no proof. It's just here's he right. he her hearsay or whatever the case may be. And then, like you said, and the that Miz- must be our answer to how they own it, because he's gonna wire transfer the money back. You know, he's clearly been in Tahiti spending it, but mm-hmm. we're gonna get it all back. And then he said. The other guy, it was due today. So they have no way of paying for that building Absolutely. if it was due today. And why on the earth would this guy who evicts him from the building be in such a hurry to rip it down? He would mm-hmm. be in a hurry to rebook it and have somebody move into it, not tear it down. Just and weird. Then, did you find it funny that after this impassioned speech, every the bulldozer crew left, but they left the bulldozers? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And it's, it's 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 poorly written. Yes. This was a grade two class 
project that they all chipped in. But like you said, T.W., there was a swerve. What was that swerve about? The swerve was the job went. Well, they disqualified Paige for the headbutt. Mm-hmm. And without saying it, you can't give it to Miz because he didn't finish. And he tripped her and flung her. He walked on her back. So neither one of them were good sports. But mm-hmm. the person that was a good sport all along was Billie Jean, who made up the name because she didn't have a last name or it was Olga Oglethorpe or something that she could tell him Oompa Loompa. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then she got the job. So then I'm thinking, well, they're done. He's living in the real world. She's living in the magic world. And then he kisses her or she kisses him and then says, you think this could work? A normie and a no? I think it could work. And doesn't even make reference to the fact that my parents were this, you know, which would have made it more touching. Yes, it would have. I didn't even think about that until you pointed out earlier. And that's what it was. And she was hiding the fact that she had a genetic birth defect or whatever. She called her ears. No, her father was a normie. Her mother, the mother was an elf. And then there was crossbreeding. That's what it was. We understand this stuff. That's why I said. But they they never said that. They never said it. But again, you can tell that they took concepts from other movies. Like I said, they took the Christmas Carol. They took the elf. They took Avengers Endgame. Well, Marvel movies with multiverse. Talk about Santa took him to the past to watch himself where he turned heel. Yeah, that's what it was. The the moment of clarity for for Dax the Axe, where he saw his life He was going to cure the common cold, which is still not cured. So why wouldn't Santa have let someone else do it? They almost made Santa God in this movie. See, see, because of the treasurer, you don't have the cure for the common cold because Dax the Axe never got a chance to do it for you, TW, because that's why you're still sick with the cold right now. But, again... How do we close out Reflection Ice with this Christmas movie? Of course, Santa has to at least give you snow in California. And with that being said, we close on Santa's little helper, TW. Again, we're a little bit late. Of course, we're already knee-deep into 2020 Quattro, but the tradition still lives on, and we must we must do our tradition. But again, you know, TW, sometimes you always say this for, for every PWR movie. We watch a movie, so you don't have to watch it. So let's say, (laughs) put a final bow on Santa's Little Helper with your sayings. If you feel like you need to watch this movie, just listen to this podcast twice and save yourself the time it would take you to watch that movie. And it is not watchable. It is, like, there's nothing about, like, you can see everyone in this movie that's worth seeing again in something else. Be it the Mm -hmm. Miz, Paige, or... Uh, Billie Jean, they're all in something else. Watch that, because this is not going on their their real when they're trying to get booked for another show. It's not. And also, buy it for five dollars. Don't rent it for three dollars because you'll miss it and then miss the window and then maybe spend another three bucks. You'll fall asleep. And then you'll spend six bucks. Maybe you'll spend nine bucks and then you'll be like, "Don't be pissed off at us. We warned you. Buy the movie. Don't rent it." But again, like I say. Uh, download it on BTV. You know, again. Don't download it. Stream it. If you download it, you have, you have intellectual property, and you'll go to prison. Ah, don't worry. Just make sure you have a you have the the Norton. Uh, you know the, the IP. Yeah, the VP vanish. You know, you IP. know the IP vanish. But anyway, with that being said, we close on this PWR at the movies Christmas edition. Even though we are in 2024, and I'm gonna be a little bit transparent, reflectionized because again. The schedule is going to be kind of funny because you're going to notice certain things. Sometimes you might say, Professor, 
you're missing on some current events that happens. But I'm going to be honest with the reflection night because since TW is going to be, you know, crisscrossing, you know, butt orgies on the West Coast, butt orgies on the East Coast, butt orgies in Florida, butt orgies in California, whatever the case Jamaica. may be. Say what? Jamaica. And Jamaica, butt orgies in Jamaica. You know, there might be some windows where TW can record a reflection for the 12 that ride strong. So sometimes we might record maybe two episodes in one week. Maybe we might record three episodes in one week, but it will seem like we recorded straight, but it doesn't seem like it will follow the current events. So bear with us. We want to give you content. So bear with us at least for the next month and a half, because again, in February, I travel for my job. So, you know, we'll, we'll try to fit in certain things. So it's going to be a tricky month, but we, we, we promise you that we will have some content. So this way we won't have, we won't be on hiatus for more than one week. I promise This is you our that. first year, I think, in about five that we didn't have year-end best ofs for two weeks. Or we just were on hiatus for two weeks either. So either or. So right. you're right. right. So, yeah, I think last year, right. Yeah, well, one of the years, Ray was sick or something and didn't even do the best of. Right. And then he, he stopped it because, again, we just said, let's just go on hiatus and just we'll say right. we'll come back strong and all that stuff. So, again, we're trying to – we're giving you the gift of content. So we're going to try to – Put these out as much as you can so this way to make sure that TW gives you to, so we can see that face, that pretty, pretty bald-headed face. And with that being said, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. And again, I'm going to just leave, keep you on your toes. I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm not going to tell you if we're going to do what-ifs. I'm not going to tell you if we go episodic. I'm not going to tell you we're going to do rivalries. Just I'm going to keep you on your toes. But we promise tune you. tune in. You just got to tune in for the content. So, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. All righty. The Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at podbean.com. Or you can also find, I mean, Media Group at podbean.com. You can find them in HMG at channelattitude.com. Our show is on the X at PW Reflection. Uh, Big Ray, you can find him all over the uh, social media atmosphere, stratosphere, at Big Ray Hernandez. Type it in. You're finding them. Um, and you can find them every Wednesday doing the Next Level podcast live at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on Instagram, and one of my X handles is at TommyWonder19. Snapchat is NumberWonder, Facebook.com backslash TommyWonder, and then the other X and TikTok are at the TommyWonder. You can find Big Vito and Noel at BigVitoBrand.Wixsite.com and Patreon.com backslash the Big Vito Brand. And you can watch the early release of the reflection video at Twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito Brand. And you can find me on my excerpt at PWSO PRF. That's PWSO Prof. And if this gets uploaded by 8-Track Brown, this will be on the PWSO YouTube networks. Follow my brothers in arms, Billy Ray Valentine, the Wednesday locker room at Obi-Wan You Know Me, and of course, the king of the reactions, eight track brown at the number eight t-r-a-c brown and again i'm just going to keep you on your toes for the next month and a half because i won't tell you what's going to happen we're just going to promise you content 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 and with that being said i'm the professor that's mr wonderful dum dum doing its own the man who should be drinking some day quill and night quill all in one shot tommy one is saying good night and we'll see you next time here at the pwr podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. Peace and Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. And Happy New Year to you all. <laughs>